News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. But first, let's have a look at the main business stories in the newspapers and websites, which we shall do this morning in the unmatchable company of Austin Hughes. Good morning, Austin. Good morning, Joe. How are you? Are you unmatched this morning? Um, yeah, I don't think there's anyone quite in the state I am in the darkness <laughs> here in Drumcondra. So definitely unmatched, but I don't know if it's for good rather than bad. <laughs> Well, let's get into it straight away, Austin. Uh, Adrian Weckler in the Irish Independent, he has a story about a pretty big shake-up for the Apple App Store. Yeah, this is a good news story for iPhone uh, users. Uh, and uh, it's basically that uh, the Apple has announced that it is cutting uh, uh, some of its subscription fees. Uh, and Adrian Weckler reports that it's one of the biggest shakeups of uh, Apple's App Store and iPhone software uh, that there has been. It's to comply with the new uh, EU Digital Markets Act, and that allows separate non-Apple, uh, we call them marketplaces on iPhones and separate payment systems. And the net effect of it is that Apple is reducing its standard commission rate on these apps from 30% to 17%. And uh, Adrian Weckler also says that there is the capacity for some users to possibly avoid this altogether and it may spell lower monthly subscription on apps such as Spotify and Netflix. So very good news there. Um, I'm an economist, so it can't only be good news. Uh, The bad news (laughs) element of it is that it only applies in the EU, obviously, because that's where the the EU Commission uh, rules. So it's not in the US and UK. And of course, Apple is warning of a sting in the tail that these changes uh, may also make iPhones less secure in Europe uh, because there was low, less uh, safety guardrails on these other apps that may be downloaded from other suppliers. But generally good news in terms of price cuts there. Yes, it goes to show you the regulatory power that uh, the European Union has. It's already forced Apple to change its power socket to a USB-C instead of the very specific um, Apple Firewire. And now, of course, it's forcing them to open up their app store to competition and to slash the rates. It's great news, as you say, for Spotify and the likes of of Netflix. Um, Our cousins across the Irish Sea in the UK won't get this benefit, of course. They're getting all the Brexit benefits, of course. Well Uh, done, Brexit again. (laughs) It looks like um, we built 33,000 new housing units last year. Yeah, this is definitely a good news story. But uh, again, as an economist, uh, to take uh, Eamon Dunphy on Michel Platini, it's a good news story, not a great news story, because we do need... I like that cultural reference from... I like that cultural reference from the 1980s. Not everyone will not understand that one. Yeah. um, uh, Well, the idea there, you know, 33,000 units is uh, quite a jump. I think there was just under 30,000 in 22. And for a lot of the year, it looked like we wouldn't be building more last year. So it is moving in the right direction, but the general expectation is that we need to be building close to 50,000. So moving in the right direction, very encouraging. Uh, Interesting, of the the 33,000 apartments, 11,500, what we call scheme, you know, developments, 15,500, and we have 
you know, single homes, five and a half thousand. So most of the increase is in the apartment side. And in Dublin, 72 percent of construction last year was apartments. So not surprising. But, you know, in terms of our European footprint, we do have much fewer apartments uh, than most other European countries. Uh, Whether that is exactly the sort of mix we need at the moment uh, is a very contentious issue. Yes, indeed. I'd be interested to see how many of those 33,000 were bought by Ryanair last year. <laughs> um, <laughs> Caught Caden in the Irish Examiner has a piece about the Minister for Finance and warehoused tax debt. Okay, not a good news story if you're in the hospitality industry here. Uh, Coit's story says that the the minister won't revisit the VAT rate for the hospitality sector in spite of recent clamour for a reduction there because of talk of a lot of closures over the next while. You remember that the VAT rate for the hospitality sector was increased from 9%, a temporary rate, to 13.5% in the budget. Instead, the minister is saying that um, there are measures afoot uh, which will increase flexibility on warehouse tax debt. So those uh, companies in this sector that are suffering uh, and have significant warehouse tax debt that was due to be paid this year, there are measures that are... uh, currently at an advanced stage that will give much greater flexibility. The minister also talked about a $250 million support package for SMEs, which he announced in the budget. So these are the elements. But the idea, I suppose he has to say that, you know, if, if an industry clamours for something, he can't give in to it. And of course, your, your listeners will probably tell you that the story across the hospitality sector varies widely. Some companies, some hotels, some restaurants doing extraordinarily well and others really, really struggling. So the idea of reducing the VAT rate for everyone, probably it doesn't make a great deal of sense. You need to take care and to try and get specific measures for those who are in particular difficulty. But there might be some light at the end of the tunnel for those companies that have to repay a ton of warehoused tax that is, the, the, uh, as I said, that he, he's talking about uh, uh, measures to, to give greater flexibility being an advanced stage. So th- there is yeah. hope in that regard. And that's a huge, huge burden on many of these companies. So, you, you know, that is probably the most sensible option here. Yeah. Now, the U.S. economy, it's firing on most, if not all, cylinders, despite some of the doom and gloom. And inflation is also moving in the right direction. Yeah, a year ago, if you listen to most economists, probably me included, uh, people would have been talking about recession for the US. But um, whisper it, because we don't use this phrase in Ireland, it looks like they've managed a soft landing. Um, Mm. Their growth numbers for the fourth quarter came in stronger than expected at 3.3%. It means for the year as a whole, uh, growth is 2.5%. And inflation, uh, on the measure in these statistics, for each of the last two quarters has come in at 2.0, which is the target for the Federal Reserve. So strong growth. The White House yesterday saying they created an extra 2.7 million jobs. As you say, most areas of the economy doing well. Consumption, do personal consumer spending going particularly well there. Uh, government also contributed. They've had a very supportive fiscal policy. That seems to be the, the new model. Uh, and certainly Mr. Biden will be very happy with these numbers, but whether they will keep people happy for the next year remains to be seen.
And will they be happy in the very first week of November when they cast their ballot? That's the big question. Austin, thank you so much. Any major plans for the weekend? Um, yeah, family get together and uh, as much rest as possible. You know, and, and okay. of course, dealing with all these good news stories for the economy, it's too much for an economist to take. All right. Know? Are you spending it in Andorra or Switzerland this weekend or what do you... <laughs> It depends on the jet's fuel range, really. It but does. Most it does. likely it's yeah. going to be around Drumcondra. <laughs> <laughs> Have a lovely weekend, Austin. Thanks very much for joining us. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.